This is the second week of our message series called Masterpiece. Jesus is God's self-portrait. Jesus puts skin on God. He makes the invisible God visible to us by becoming human, taking on our flesh. And in that way, God manifests himself or shows us himself revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. And also in that way, makes us aware that we are God's masterpiece. Now today we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just a week ago, we celebrated the wise men's search to find, to find Jesus. And they found him as a child, probably a toddler. And this week our readings flash forward to Jesus as an adult. And so it seems like we miss a lot. And we do because there's really very few passages of scripture about the life of Jesus in between those years, those 30 years. We call those years kind of the hidden years. And so the Advent season, as you may remember, always features John the Baptist at the Jordan calling us to conversion, to make straight the paths for Christ to come to us. Kind of like what we heard in the first reading. We also hear that with John. And so the Christmas season finishes with the feast of the Lord's baptism today, in which Jesus, at the end of his hidden life, brings to fulfillment what John was prophesying by his deeds. John had foretold Jesus' eventual coming, promising, as we heard in the gospel, one mightier than I is coming after me. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so it happened that at the end of decades of hidden life, Jesus' full identity was revealed at the Jordan River when the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And God the Father spoke from heaven saying, You are my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. There, Jesus received a baptism. And another baptism, and a more significant and efficacious one, was announced. The baptism Jesus received from John, like all the baptisms John was doing, was merely a sign of repentance as Jesus, who came to, into the world to take away the sins of the world, foreshadowed in the waters of the Jordan what he later accomplished in the baptism of blood on Calvary. This is the baptism Jesus made the waters of baptism capable of delivering on what they signified not just representing the need for forgiveness of sins, but actually forgiving sins and making us a new creation, a masterpiece of the Father. This is the baptism that Jesus, in his missionary address, immediately before ascending into heaven, gave his great commission to the disciples, whom he entrusted with the completion of his own salvific mission. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Now countless generations before us put those words into action and eventually each one of us was brought to that saving stream of life-giving water where Christ, through a minister, cleansed us of our sins and filled us with God's own very life. On the day of our baptism, God claimed us as his own. 
We were made members of Christ's own body as we entered into his death and own risen life. The Holy Spirit came down upon us on that day and made each of us a temple of the Holy Spirit, a tabernacle, if you will. God the Father lovingly adopted each of us and made us and and called us his beloved children and inaudibly but truly said of each one of us what he said of Christ. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. The key for us, though, is not to forget who we truly are. Pope St. Leo the Great, in his fifth century homily for the Christmas season that comes to a close this weekend, exhorts us to live up to the identity we received in baptism. St. Leo writes, Christian, remember your dignity. Not that you share in God's own nature. Now that you share in God's own nature, do not return to sin, your former base condition. Bear in mind who is your head and of whose body you remember. Do not forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom. Through the sacrament of baptism, you have become a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, to remember that baptismal dignity and to live in accord with it is to constitute the chief task of the Christian life. We are called to live consciously as beloved children of God, summoned to live that life, that new life, in loving communion with God and with others, behaving in the world in such a way that others may witness the difference that baptism makes as they see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. To remember our dignity is, to some degree, to remember our baptism. And that presents somewhat of a problem for most of us who were baptized before we were really even capable of remembering it at all. I mean, that's one reason why the church places holy water fonts at the entrance of the church. So that as we enter the church, the first thing we do is to recall the saving waters of baptism, the waters that made us sons and daughters of God. To remember our baptismal dignity is also the reason why the church, at least every Easter, has a renewal of baptismal promises that we that we that either we or our parents and godparents made for us on that day of our baptism. We we celebrate that also when we have baptisms here in the church. We all re we all re-identify ourselves with those promises. But if the day of our baptism is really one of the most important days, and maybe the most important day of your life. I believe it is, then we should act like it is. That begins with celebrating our, the anniversary of our baptism every year. And I challenge you to do just that. So let me ask you, do you know what day you were baptized? Few of us do. That happens. But there's no reason why we can't find that out and begin to celebrate it. I mean, it's just as important as your birthday because it is the day you were reborn through the power of the Holy Spirit. It was that day that God's work of making you his masterpiece truly began. It is that day that you became a new creation. It's the day he called you to share in his mission as our creator and redeemer. 
Each and every person here is called into that work of living out the Christian faith and sharing that with the world, making disciples and all with everyone in which we come in contact with. On the day of our baptism, we receive a baptismal garment. That white garment, probably that we wore, sometimes that we're given at baptism. And we were instructed to do this. To see in this white garment the outward sign of our Christian dignity. And then to take that dignity unstained into everlasting life. Is that garment still clean? Not the outward, but the inward garment. If not, maybe it needs dry cleaning at the sacrament of reconciliation. It's an opportunity for us to become clean. On that day, we received our baptismal candle and we were instructed to walk always as a child of the light with the flame of faith alive in our hearts. We can ask, how are we doing? Are we on fire with the love for God? If not, God wants to reignite that in us. And if we are, then God wants to turn that into a bonfire so that all who can see that baptismal grace in our lives working and become warm by the love of our Father in our lives. On that day, God pronounced himself well pleased with you. May God renew in us the graces of the most important day of our life so that every day may be a day of baptized grace as we are made into the masterpiece he created us to be as his beloved sons and daughters.